Shut up and sit down. Hello strangers and welcome to Strange in the Cinema. I'm one of your regular co-hosts Paul Anderson here today not with Pete Wall but with uh, Bath filmmaker Grace Williams who has very kindly agreed to uh, fill Pete's shoes. Grace how are you? I'm really great but Pete's shoes are huge. So. Pete's shoes are huge actually <laughs> and uh, just to let you know uh, Grace hasn't murdered Pete or done anything uh, or done anything with him. Uh, Pete got married as you'll probably be aware on Saturday and is away in some kind of I've described this as a mini moon uh, because I think he's full honeymoons next year. I think he's somewhere in between, somewhere in Bristol at the moment. So uh, his wedding was incredible. Uh, I was very, very privileged to be asked to be groomsman. Uh, I made a speech from when Harry met Sally, and I actually reduced Pete to tears. So that is revenge from the time he made me cry with a Fast and Furious re- reference in his best man speech at my wedding. So um, yeah, enough about that. Grace, say hello to our listeners and say a bit about yourself. Hi, listeners. My name's Grace. Um, so. Um, I am a female filmmaker from Bath and anywhere else you want me to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love films. And I have uh, predominantly been making music videos for the last 10 years. And I've made two horror short films. Um, one called Never Walk Alone, um, which was filmed in Liverpool and is a sort of... I guess it's a silent film in the respect that that there's no dialogue in the movie. It's just all, it's all soundtrack. Um, And then recently uh, I've just released my short film, professional short film, Easy Meets, uh, which was filmed locally in Bath. And that is available all over the place. Um, And yeah, and I've also been working in cinema and film for the last six years or so so i've watched a lot of movies You're probably more qualified than we are on this show then no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and i'm a massive prince fan as well there's a little bonus purple okay. nugget <laughs> good well yeah we'll let let, when we do the prince special we'll let you know for sure oh my god sure. can we can we do like a prince can movie we do a special, special? Yes. yes why not there you go there you go, there you go listeners three. there's a there's a yeah there's another episode coming up you know. um so this this film, recent film easy mix i've seen it i quite i liked it Did i have you? to say Yay. yeah so where can people see it you say it's available over the shop is it is it my frustration with short films and short filmmakers at times as we've talked about on the show before is people make these great short films and then lock them away on vimeo which i understand there are reasons for yeah, because yeah, i am yeah. involved in short film festivals myself yeah uh, i understand there are reasons for them but can people see this? Is this a short film we can finally talk about where people can go out and see it? Yeah, please watch it. Hooray! It's on um, <laughs> youtube.com forward slash the grizzle fizzle. Um, that's my uh, YouTube name. Yeah, I guess I got to a point with it where um, I was having this discussion today actually about how it's really difficult for creatives to actually get their work seen and how everyone gets paid in like exposure tokens. And like, can you imagine if a surgeon did some amazing surgery and someone said oh yeah that's really great um we're gonna pay you by giving you a credit on our like surgeon <laughs> list and that's then, an like, interesting <laughs> way to look at it you know what yeah. I mean? and yeah. then like oh and um uh do you want your surgery seen here if you pay like 60 pounds or 10 pounds here and there then you know you you might get your surgery seen by some other surgeons and get better work so i was a lot of film festivals have a kind of premiere status and i've been applying and applying and um it's i just sort of thought um a lot of the film festivals were saying that they didn't need premier status so i was like well why am i keeping it hidden let's yeah. let everyone see it 
you know i, I want it to be seen that's a that's yeah. like a point of making movies is for people to see and enjoy your work and give you feedback i guess <laughs> see are you working on anything else at the moment post this um i'm working on this quite a few um short film ideas in the making and feature films music videos comedy specials um i've made a few uh comedy web series as as well as music videos so that's always something that i'm constantly working on as well um but yeah watch this space i'll um let you in on more details maybe around christmas time okay when it's more (laughs) when you've you've concreted the ideas (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I, i guess um like i was saying to you um the other day at your awesome uh, film quiz that, um, that plug, I... <laughs> <laughs> no problem um <clears throat> yeah it's um when, once you've been involved in doing low budget um filmmaking when you start writing stuff you're always you're, you're really excited and you're sort of like oh bloody hell how am i gonna make this you know so i've got like loads of feature films i feature film ideas and i've got um one particular feature that I'm writing the script for which is set in New York and like I love New York it's one of my favorite cities in the whole world and it's like um a a really important film that I to me that I want to make and it's got like it's a um LGBT film but I keep seeing I'm like how am I ever gonna get this make and it (laughs) it keeps like stopping me you know so um but it's yeah yeah then why not write it and then potentially maybe it's something you hope to make down the line yeah you never know you never know and then at least the scripts are in then exactly i mean there was some uh news today that these are teenagers in is it blanow south wales um and stephen king sold them oh he bought the yeah i read this i didn't read i didn't read too much of it in fairness because i was a little bit busy at work but yeah Yeah, i heard he'd sold yeah you know yeah you, you never know unless you try i suppose exactly you know, um, Jason Bloom's first short film was funded by Steve Martin, I think. I mean, admittedly, he's a family friend, but you never know. You never know who's exactly. going to fund your next film. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, but you can um, watch. I've I've made, oh, crikey, probably about 100 clips of content at least. But okay, you can, impressive. Uh, yes. It's 100 more clips of content than I've made. <laughs> so, well done, you. Thanks. <laughs> I've tried Right, so yes, so basically regular listeners will know we go through a kind of three-act structure with a really cheeky act that sort of shoveled, shoehorned in at the beginning, that cheeky act. So basically the structure of this show, uh, it's Halloween, which I promised you I wouldn't do, but I've just done it, uh, in a few days' time. I'm not sure when this will go on air, probably, well, definitely before Halloween, otherwise Jack Mills, you are fired. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, in slightly celebration of that, there is a bit of a horror film theme uh, to this week's episode, um, which I think think got you on board, to be honest, which is good. Yes. Uh, So there will be, uh, well, there'll be the usual sections of what we have been watching, myself and grace will just run through some of the films that we've watched over the last week and give a very brief uh, opinion on those some briefer than others i've watched show dogs this week um and then we will move on to a feature review of the latest uh, halloween effort which is halloween 2 3 i think it's a it's a sequel to halloween but there has been at least two other halloween 2 films i think before this one so yes. yeah i think yeah. we're pretty much there so yeah the latest halloween film uh, and then we're going to have a brief discussion um, about um, some pretty idiotic, idiotic comments that a certain film producer has made uh, in the past week in the press. Yes. So, yes, I can see the anger in your eyes. It oh, wasn't no. me. It wasn't no. me. I am a man, but it wasn't me. We're no, not all it's bad. Okay. You're um, 
so yes, without further ado, um, Grace, as the guest, you can start us off. What have you been watching this week? What have I been watching? I'm just gonna. Um, I know you're. Uh, you've been saying about watching show dogs, so I thought I'd just jump in and kind of make your show dogs less embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> um. So. Um, <laughs> I watched, um, I rewatched uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and then watched Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. I almost, uh, I'm almost 100 percent sure both of those are better than Show Dogs. <laughs> are you sure? Well, I've seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I quite liked. I have to say, I but... yeah, I really liked it. So um, I used to run a um, Saturday morning children's cinema, um, so I've seen most children's films that have been well i say children's films like upg family friendly movies that have been released over the last six years or so and there's certain ones that stick so um strange magic by george lucas not so much um but yeah cloudy with a chance of meatballs one i really really liked it i love anything with a mad scientist and an outcast anyway um and the effects were really awesome the voice cast was cool um and the jokes were um for all ages um how do you have a chance of meatballs too <laughs> i've not seen the sequel i have to oh. say i did i like the first it's one i haven't really seen the second it's, one it's, but... it's fun enough it's fun enough but um i think i was just having like a really rubbish day and it was gray and i decided to do a now tv trial because i thought they keep emailing me anyway so i was like okay fine I'll try it. I'll try your cloudy with a chance of meatballs too. And you know, <laughs> so, so yeah, I watched that. Um, and I've been trying to watch some, some horrors. I watched a really awful, or was it awful? It was a film called Screamers. I hope I've got that right. Um, it's about Is that with Peter Weller. No, it's um, is it, I think it's called Screamers. It's about. I might have to do a fat check on this. Uh, and it's about... Well, while you're talking about it, I'm yeah, you fat check. check a film called Screamers. <laughs> I, I, I'm convinced it's Screamers. Um, it's about a trendy uh, video startup company who okay, so there make is... their money um, off of finding... Uh, Screamers 2017 con- yeah. HD found footage? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so they um, get sent in uh, user content and then make money off of it. I'm it's directed by Brian Rogers. Oh, yeah. yeah everyone's favourite director, yeah, yeah. Brian Rogers. Yeah. I know loads about him. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's brilliant. Um, Any but, good? There's something about a lot of um, modern and indie horror films where they have an idea and it's really great and then at the end they kind of lose it. Right. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and nothing really gets... Um, solved or the ending is so disappointing you're yeah. kind of like why did i bother um leading on to another film i watched in the last week called open house okay which again is like netflix trying to you know fund yeah netflix have smashed up loads oh. of horror films this month well just loads of content yeah, this month yeah, yeah. alone horror film it's, sometimes they get it right but sometimes it's it's almost like um someone on their production team's like oh my my kid's in film school and he wants to make this movie um can he can he do it and they're like oh, all right then because that seems to be one of the ways that you can get in with netflix nowadays it's like right. you know it's who you know in fact yeah. i went onto netflix's website the other day to see how you can actually pitch an idea to get someone get your film produced yeah. and it was literally like 
oh, have you got an agent? Brilliant. Get them to send us your script or right. we might know someone that you know. So that's that's literally what they say on their website. Wow, okay. But yeah, open house. Oh my yeah, What's the concept of open house? I've not, I, well, this is one one perhaps to avoid from the sound of it, but what, what's the concept? What am I missing? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone, someone said that they kind of enjoyed it when I watched it when they watched it the other day. Um, so it's about uh, a family. They're really happy. <laughs> and then right, that's it. The kid, <laughs> the, 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 the kid goes to the store with his dad because the parents decided that they were going to have breakfast for dinner, which you right. kind of assume a breakfast dinner is a, a meal you have when you're using yeah. leftovers but though the mum's like yeah. oh no i don't have any eggs for this breakfast dinner can you go can you go to the store and get eggs um and then the dad gets run over so the mum and son have to go and stay in a, a humongous mansion oh, boohoo um <laughs> that belongs to the mum's sister and um but the condition is they have to leave every Sunday because they have an open house because they're selling right. the big mansion in the woods. And I was completely on board. It was atmospheric. And then, I sh- again, I finished it and I was just like, why do I even bother? You know, what, like, <laughs> just say, like, have an ending. Have a beginning, middle and end. Round it up. Like, have a have a good villain. Have a climax. Just don't don't let the audience feel like they've just wasted their time, you know? I don't understand it. So don't watch Open House then? Is what well, I mean, watch it, but only to see what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, and um, and then I'll I'll segue into something I think we've both watched. Which is another see. Netflix exclusive, yes. which I got told off... Well, basically, I tried to talk about this film on last week's episode, and Pete just went... Ugh. Uh, he's definitely going to listen to this, but he doesn't. He didn't make that noise. Was, uh, we're not supposed to talk about that one because we're supposed to be talking about it on next week's show. Oh, uh, no. So Pete couldn't make next week's show. So we're going to talk about. Um, Sorry, Pete. We're going to talk about Apostle, aren't we? Oh, yeah, uh, Apostle. Another Netflix exclusive. Which didn't have yeah Apostle White. Oh, that would have been good. Apostle White, so <laughs> Apostle Apostle White. Um, yeah, no, yeah, Apostle. Ooh, I I liked it. What did you think? Yes, <laughs> I fucking loved it. I'll be I'll be. I'll be perfectly frank. I absolutely loved it. I think I'd be, I'd be very surprised if it isn't bothering my top ten films of the year list. I Ooh. really, really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Gareth Evans' previous work on both Raid films. Yeah. Um, okay. So the man does visceral uh, violence incredibly well. Yeah. Um, I am quite a big fan of the very, very handsome Dan Stevens. Um, he is he's rapidly growing in my uh, approximation of him as an actor. I think this is an interesting choice for him to do. Um, yeah. Um, have you seen Legion? Yes, bits and pieces of Legion, and the guest actually. To be fair, so I kind of feel like maybe he was like filming Legion at the same time as filming right, this okay. movie because he's like <laughs> terrifying in this movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so the kind of the premise of what is the premise of Apostle? So uh, a, a a wealthy father sends his son to essentially pay the ransom on his sister, um, mm. who appears to be who appears to be taken prisoner by a cult living on a secluded island. Um, it's all very Wicker Man in its setup, yeah. um, for sure, which is which is fine. That works for me. Any sort of atmospheric uh, British horror is good. Um, yeah, I've read, read really mixed things about this film. Some people people either really take to it or really sort of taken against it. And I, for me, it just it really worked. I think it's it's really atmospheric. The setup's really atmospheric. I, li- yeah. I like what they do with it. I, th- I haven't seen um, who's who's on... Who's the head of the the family on the island? Who's the head of the cult? Um, Matty Howell. Um, what's his name? Martin, I've put you on the spot there, Ma- haven't I? 
Sheen. Michael Sheen. Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen. I don't Martin think I've seen Sheen. Michael Sheen better for years. I think Michael Sheen's brilliant in this. I think he's he's terrifying for in, in parts. Yes, and I um, thought he'd quit acting, so I was yes. really excited because I saw Passengers and I thought, yeah, maybe that wasn't the greatest film no. to have been in. But no, he was brilliant and so lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, 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 was, I was completely sold on it but i was at first i thought maybe his character was blind because he kept like yeah. rolling his eyes up and i was like that's the twist he's blind it's gonna be a book of eli style thing yeah sorry spoiler, spoiler to the book of eli <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen the book of eli by now don't Whoops. bother um it's fine you're not missing a lot but no so yeah this so the film it's so so it starts out with this kind of this very atmospheric kind of wicker man take on horror and then just goes off the chain like yeah. bizarre just absolutely bonkers which not everyone will like and from trust me on some of the reviews i've read not everyone has liked it mm. but for me it just gripped me from start to finish and i think it's it's up there for me we're not quite hereditary level good uh but it's certainly i would say on sort of as atmospheric as something like the witch or that yeah. kind of thing it's just it, i think what it does very very well is it develops a very and i think this is something and we'll get onto this, I'm sure, when we talk about Halloween. But mm. I, I, um, for me, horror needs to be atmospheric and kind of psychologically creep me out rather than just make me jump all the time. Yeah. And for me, Apostle did that really, really well. Some of the scenes, some of the creatures, I'm, I'm drifting into spoiler territory now. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. try and avoid it. But yeah, some of the more outlandish elements of the film were genuinely quite creepy. And the film took me in a direction where it's, ju- yeah, it was just knowingly knowingly over the top knowingly bizarre but mm. I, I love the fact that you can you can make a film like that and it, it doesn't play it safe by any stretch yeah and, and you totally don't know what's going on no. you don't know what the, the the twist is although it kind of gets revealed quite early on i suppose yeah. but um yeah and um it really helps to have a, a strong um eclectic mix of great actors as well like even the supporting cast yeah. were really good there wasn't any bad acting in it i thought and i think that really helps and the location was um was perfect and the effects were really good i thought the effects were really good it's, i suppose it comes down to sort of taking taking what could be B-movie content yeah. and taking it seriously and shooting it well. Yeah. And I think that's probably what raises raises this above your average... Look, look, listen to me, how how contemporary am I? Your average kind of shudder production. Yeah. Um, like, this is just really well shot, obviously lovingly made. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen uh, VHS 2, by the way? Which, yes. Because Gareth Evans has got one of the best... I forget what the sequence is called in that. The sequence where they go into, like, the Taiwanese temple and it just goes batshit crazy with gore flying everywhere that's gareth evans as well weirdly enough um Um, no it's i you may not recall it to be fair because vhs2 is quite a few years old now but yeah he he shot that and that was one of my favorite segments from that um yeah it's visceral in its gore he i just think he's a man that knows how to use violence and uses uses violence and gore very well in this film yeah and um i mean i i I mean, I was obviously there was obviously CGI used in it, but I think a lot of um, contemporary horror films just overuse CGI to a point where it completely. I mean, for me, it yeah. takes me out of it entirely, and I, yeah. you know, um, there needs to be more real effects used in horror movies because that's where the impact is, so to speak. Yeah. I guess um, that's why I fell in love with um, Japanese horror films because it was just so much and and sam raimi's films as well like oh my god like it just completely immerses you into it and makes it so much more believable whereas like loads of people just put out this naff supernatural stuff and 
so stupid. And then when they when they do a blood spatter on the screen, I mean, maybe there's something on a parcel, but it's like, why is there a blood spatter on the screen? Yeah. You know, there's no need for it, for goodness sake. Like, just stuff like that, it just completely takes me out of it. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, Apostle, so if you haven't seen it, check out Apostle if you're a horror fan, for sure. Um, It won't be for everyone's taste. Uh, Well, I'm surprised it it didn't review widely better than it did, to be honest. But probably Downton Abbey fans. And and also probably just hating on Netflix, because it didn't get a rich, because because people seem to hate Netflix these days, which, for some of their content, I understand, but when they're putting out stuff like this, that's great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant. You know, um, I can't imagine Gareth Evans would have got very far if he pitched this to a major studio, Mm. so it's great that Netflix have put the money up for it, in in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, 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 no, I I agree. Uh, What else have I seen? Uh, Yeah. uh, Showed Dogs. I watched Show Dogs. Um, I've forgotten the director's name, and I don't care because it was shit. Um, it is, um, yeah. I've, well, as listeners, regular listeners will know, we do a worst movies of the year list towards the end of the year, and I realised I hadn't seen that many really, really, really bad films this year. So I recently watched Gotti. I think I talked about that on a previous episode, and now I get round to the absolutely risable and basically mostly racist, not very funny. Um, quite creepy show dogs with Will Arnett who really should know better than this and I'm pretty sure I've decided he's now a one trick pony for Arrested Development um, and Talking Animals is I mean if you're going to make a fucking Talking Animals film make it a good one because like, that's going to put that most people up the wrong way the moment it starts so it needs to be better than this and this is just frankly atrocious you've got a, a story that makes very little sense. Jokes that just don't hit. I mean, the, I don't. People will probably be aware that the producers, I think, cut remove this from the cinemas. Cut a creepy scene where a dog gets looks well, basically gets molested. Oh my god! Uh, and then possibly re-released it. I'm not sure which version I saw. There was a very creepy scene where a dog looked to have its balls touched uh, in this. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it was a hard slog, listeners. I have to say, um, and yeah, it's it just unacceptably poor. There's no excuse for it, uh, and they even try and set up for a sequel at the end. So I look forward to that if that's get made. So yeah, show dogs. Um, believe the hype, as it were, oh. and steer well clear. Was it ludicrous? Yeah, just atrocious. That was a really it, bad it, joke. It, it was, I'm sorry, ludicrous was in the movie. Ludacris was in the movie. Ludacris voiced one of the dogs in the movie. Yes, he did. He did. He's got even less excuse than Will Arnett, possibly. I don't know. Ludacris oh. was in the movie. I'm, I feel bad that I missed your gag, to be honest. So, yeah. And I just um, saw his man, Natasha Leone, who's, like, awesome. Is that the girl from Orange is the New Black? Yes, and she yes. was in uh, Party Monster. Okay, I've with... seen with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I haven't seen Party yeah, Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked her in that. But okay. yeah, I think she's in an early Woody Allen film as well. That's right, okay. right. So yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, show dogs is, you show don't dogs need is that poor. green. You no, don't need you don't. that dollar. You don't definitely not for show dogs. <laughs> um, right. Well, what else have I watched? A few other things. Destroy all monsters. I watched Destroy All Monsters. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, a Godzilla movie from 1968. Um, regular listeners will know that I like my early kaiju films quite a lot. Uh, and this is one of the few I've shipped in from the US. So Arrow Video and Indicator Films, if you're listening, please release a very lavish Godzilla box set because I will buy it. I can't speak for anyone else, but I, you've definitely got a purchase from me. So yeah, put out some Godzilla films. Definitely do a remastering of this one because this is basically pretty much all of the monsters, Grace. Pretty much all of the monsters. All of them. So they're all living quite happily on Monsterland. They've all got plentiful sources of food, which is quite sweet. Godzilla's there. Baby Godzilla's there. Uh, Rodan's on an island, but he can't fly outside of a magnetic shield. It's bonkers. Um, And then, yeah, Mothra's there as a caterpillar. And then (laughs) 
suddenly out of nowhere, someone gasses Monster Island. No. Uh, exactly. Someone Shut gasses up. Monster Island. And then everyone comes around and the monsters start attacking all the major cities in the world. Oh. Um, it, it appears that what's responsible for this are some um, Japanese women in glittery catsuits uh, who are an alien race from a planet I've forgotten. Um, it all resolves itself in the end because oh. the, some astronauts come from the moon base to save the day and the aliens are revealed to be silver slugs that go back into black meteorites. So if that doesn't sound appealing, listeners, then stop listening to the show and uh, you have no right to like films anymore. Um, it's called Destroyer Monsters. King Ghidorah turns up, who was a question on the film quiz. Um, uh, yeah, King Ghidorah turns up. He fights Godzilla. Loads of loads and loads and loads of kaiju have a massive fight and it was one of my greatest choices as a kid. So that's Destroyer Monsters. So if you haven't seen it, um, if you haven't seen it already, yes. probably don't. But Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah, it's great. That sounds amazing. It's great. I love you, Japan. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, we're going to take a brief break and we'll be back after this with a review of Halloween. And actually, listeners, what I forgot to mention at the beginning is we're also doing our top five contemporary horror films today, which is a pretty major feature of the show that I decided to leave <laughs> out uh, when I introduced what we're doing. So yes, we'll be back after this with a review of the new Halloween. So, uh, back we are with our review of the latest Halloween film. So, um, to set this one up, um, apologies listeners, Pete does this a lot better than me, but you've got me this week to set it up, so I'm going to try. Um, <laughs> so, as I mentioned, this is um, this is basically retconned the most of the Halloween series, and it acts as a sequel to the original 1978 mm. Halloween film. Thank you for that. Uh, 1978 <laughs> Halloween film, uh, directed by John Carpenter. Um, John Carpenter it was involved in the production of this. I believe he got an exec producer credit mm-hmm. and definitely did uh, one of the most awesome soundtracks of the year. Yeah. So the soundtrack to this is great. Um, stepping into directorial and, I believe, co-writing duties comes one David Gordon Green and his good friend... Well, David Gordon Green directed this. Uh, Danny McBride, um, who I'm sure people are aware of. Um, well, definitely people will be aware of Danny McBride. He co-wrote this with David Gordon Green. Um and yeah, so this basically picks up the action 40 years later after the first Halloween film where Laurie Strode is living in hiding, um, terrified of Michael Myers, which is understandable because he's yeah. not right in the head. Yeah. Um, and she has raised a family that are all st- that she's kind of estranged from because she's raised them to be overly cautious, so we say, and not really yes. given them um, an upbringing. Um, I'd question why she didn't move further away from Michael Myers, but we'll get yeah. to that later on. <laughs> but- <laughs> Um, yes. So yes, forty years later. Um, so Michael is due to what Michael is due to be transferred to another prison to basically rot in a dank hole. Um, and wouldn't you know it, listeners and Grace, Michael mm. escapes. Yeah, yeah, I, he does. I'm, I can't believe it. Um, before we <laughs> before we get into what we thought, uh, here's a clip. Michael, I've got some people who'd like to meet you. Hello, Michael. My name is Aaron Corey. I've been following your case for years and still know very little about you. I'd like to know more about that night, about those involved. Do you ever think about them, Michael? Feel guilt about their fate? Grace, I let 
you go first. You, you've seen this? Yes. Yes, good. <laughs> um, I have. Are you a fan of the Halloween series in general? Or I mean, would, I'm going to assume everyone's a fan of Halloween, but the, yeah. the series that followed it and the Rob Zombie remakes, and there's been a lot of versions of Halloween. I jumped straight into the Rob Zombie remake, and the, yeah. the, the remake I really enjoyed. I love Rob Zombie's movies anyway. Um, and I, I wouldn't put... The original Halloween is one of my favourite horror movies of all time. He's no. just like not Michael Myers isn't one of my favourite villains. Um but this remake made me rethink that. So okay. I think I'll probably re watch the original yeah. again. Yeah. because um, I've seen it a few times and I guess maybe there is um beauty in the simplicity of just some crazy dude yeah i think it's like you know so i think it's kind of who you get to first because obviously you arguably jason's as iconic um but jason's friday the 13th is just a straight up rip off of, of halloween yeah, um and yeah. i think it's kind of who you've got to first really yeah i got to um, freddy first. well yeah and freddy yeah freddy's <laughs> freddy um, is my always yeah. my um yeah my favorite um i like the supernatural like freddy just terrified me because i used to have really bad sleeping problems when i was little and then that was like (laughs) yeah that'll do it yeah what worked for you what didn't work from from the new halloween what worked so much stuff um cast was brilliant danny mcbride's writing so good soundtrack was amazing the cinematography was unbelievably good and um michael myers was fucking terrifying (laughs) and the kills that we did see were sick um and it was like the practical effects were brilliant um and i think like one of the only bad things was that there wasn't enough kills for me (laughs) no that's fair yeah you know yeah but you know i'm quite sick in the head anyway so that's fine um but yeah and um i think like one of my favorite bits was that little kid i mean i don't know how spoilery are we allowed to like how you can go a little bit spoilery a without giving spoil- it, I won't yeah. say the end, I mean, but yeah, there's it's... this kid who, um, so they kind of hark back to the original where one of the friends is babysitting and there's this kid and like the dialogue is so hilarious. I, I just, it, I think sometimes you need like relief in a horror like that because it is so gross. Um, and I, what I also liked is they, they hinted towards the supernatural elements of the mask, but didn't go full on into it like the sequels did with the kind of yeah. weird Celtic cult shit. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's fair, yeah. You know, I like, I, yeah, the opening scene, like, um, it was, I, I kind of I was like, is this what hospital prisons are like in America? Like, I hope is, not. Like, <laughs> like I, don't think anyone, I don't think anyone would get better. I <laughs> yeah. said, uh, that's one of the, yeah, I think I, I very much liked the opening scene, the yeah. way the way the, the way the prison was put together. So, uh, yeah, the opening scene kind of everyone's, <coughs> excuse me, uh, everyone's kind of chained outside, yeah. uh, but in their own little yellow containment area. You're not yeah. allowed to stand any, any closer yeah. to Michael Myers anyway. Why you'd want to stand anywhere near Michael Myers is beyond me in the first place, oh. but... I mean, the man is in desperate need of cuddles. I think it's past that. Do you reckon? I think with Michael Myers, I think he's past cuddles now. I don't think that's going to fix him. To be honest, so. So you liked it overall. I did. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was so good. I don't know, like 
she should be getting accolades all the time. She should be cast in so much more stuff than she is because she's always been a brilliant actress. And I know everyone's like, is it a true lies like with her sexy stripper scene? It's like, oh, whatever. Get over <laughs> it. Get over it. And it was still a good performance anyway, for goodness sake. Yeah. How many other older actresses do you know who can do such a good stripper scene? For goodness yeah. sake. <laughs> sexy dance for Arnie. Come on. <laughs> you know. But yeah, that, that her acting in that was like so good. Um so believable and it's almost like she just went right back into that character like there's just no time in between like for Jamie Lee Curtis just, yeah that was that was flipping awesome and Judy Greer was great and um I really liked how um the daughter excuse me for not remembering the actress's name uh I'm, I'm quite bad with names her and her boyfriend they go to the Halloween dancers Bonnie and Clyde but they switch genders so she plays Clyde and the the boyfriend plays Bonnie. Uh, ugh, other way around. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So when she's, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler. She runs from Michael Myers, like obviously at some point. So the fact that she's wearing trousers and good shoes, I think that's uh, pretty Alison, lucky. Alison Matichak. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty lucky. That was nice to see, like, not a scantily clad girl running in the woods for once. That was pretty good. <laughs> You know, because yeah, it's no, always the way at yeah. Halloween, isn't it? Um, but I don't know, like, I don't think it was Halloween was so slutty back in the day. So. No, that's like, we could do a whole different podcast on when the hell did Halloween become so slutty. Yeah, um, yeah just it's bizarre. in general. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Yes, it's just bizarre. So, um, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, the comedy was right on point, And I friggin' love Danny McBride. My God, like, most of my favourite movies are either written by him or starring him in my TV series. Like, Vice Principles is so good with Walter Goggins in it. Have you, have you seen? No, I haven't seen. Oh my God. I've not even seen more than one episode of Eastbound and Down, which people Holy keep telling moly. me off for. Eastbound and Down is one of the greatest TV series of all time. Wow, um, it's got High Adam praise. Scott in it as well, who I flipping love. <laughs> um, and a lot of people diss um, Your Highness, but I love that movie. Right. <laughs> also directed by uh, yeah. David Gordon Green. Yeah, and, and those people are like, oh no, Halloween's going to be so bad because Your Highness was so bad. It was hilarious. It was so funny. Like, Natalie Portman was just, like, so ridiculous. And that whole scene where they're fighting the Minotaur and then Danny McBride's, McBride's character is, like, hop, like wearing this Minotaur penis around his neck for the whole movie is so good. And um, who else is that film called? It's Zoe Deschanel and Justin Theroux. And they do this whole thing where they're like, it's time for the fucking And it's just, like, so quotable. So, and James Franco's... Oh, honestly, it's, like, one of the greatest stoner movies ever. Maybe that's high praise, but I'm in the moment. <laughs> You're in the moment, yeah. In You're in the your Joseph Gordon Green, uh, yeah. David Gordon Green moment, yeah. <laughs> but Joseph Gordon Green. Um, and um, Danny McBride was recently in a movie on Netflix with um, Josh Brolin, and I think... Oh, Confessions of a White-Tailed Deer yeah. Hunter, which and I didn't go much on, I have I to wasn't say, like but... super into it, but isn't the kid who's in that, wasn't he one of the, 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 the kids in Halloween in the car with his dad when they go off hunting? I yes. might need a fact check on that, but he's like, because he's like, oh, I've got to go to my dance class, and the dad's like, no, I'm taking you hunting. He's like, no, I want to go to my dance class. I'm pretty sure that's the same kid. Let's just say that he is, because I want to come okay. back at you on Halloween. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really like it. You didn't like it. I didn't really Why? like it. No. Why? I just think it, we you talked weirdly enough. Your Highness is written down on a piece of paper as is Pineapple Express. Oh, Who yeah, the like fuck that. does David Gordon Green think he is that he can make a sequel to a John Carpenter classic horror film? You give uh, you give this to David Gordon Green, who does 
I, in my opinion, an admirable job of aping John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm. But for me, it was just flat. I felt I've seen all of this before. It was mm. well enough shot. It was well enough done. For me, there was an over-reliance on jump scares. It didn't do enough different for me to really warrant its existence Mm. um that being said i didn't i didn't hate it i I agree some of the kills are good um but it it was lacking atmosphere i thought the whole notion of the fact that jamie lee curtis is if she's that terrified of michael myers then as i mentioned at the beginning of the show move the fuck away from him move away from haddonfield um yeah yeah it just it left me a bit cold to be honest i I really wanted to like it because i thought i looked at the trailer and also you talk about the bit that danny mcbride co-writing I really thought his humour work felt massively out of place here. I could, and I could, for me, I felt like I could pick the five scenes that Danny McBride wrote, and 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 it didn't, it, it didn't gel for me. Just there was something that I kind of, okay. I, I did, I, I, I did, and I, oh, I dropped my pen there. I've got so excited so talking angry. about Halloween, and I've turned the such light a, on that's on the tip of my pen. Such Look at a that conflict of exactly interest. yes, um, yeah. I, I all the way through, I, I just wanted to like more and more. I just I really wanted to like it more than I did, and I'm a big horror fan as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think for me, it's kind of on a par with Halloween H20. Like I, I didn't think it was much mm. better than that. I think it was, it just felt too much like it was trying to, it felt like to me, like a, a, a film student's been given a camera and he's going, go on then make a John Carpenter film. And, Ooh. and like, despite the soundtrack being John Carpenter, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't ring true for and me. And Cody Carpenter. Yes. And Cody Carpenter. What, what I did like, I liked three generations of women kicking his ass. Yeah. Um, minor spoiler there. <laughs> um, <laughs> perhaps. I yeah, also yeah, hadn't yeah. thought about the fact that actually you've got the, the high school girl being chased in a Halloween outfit that isn't a, a super sexualized Halloween outfit. So that was yeah, a nice touch. And, I hadn't, and, I hadn't crossed my mind. And none of the victims the, were uh, overly sexualized no. either. I mean, in the original Halloween, I don't think they were. I mean, obviously there's sex scenes in it, but um, Laurie herself is not like an overly sexualized no, character in that no. respect. I like Jamie Lee Curtis in this. I thought she was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing it just left me cold. I just it felt like an it, it felt like a pale it. It was trying too hard to be John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm. It didn't do anything on on its own merit, and I yeah, it left me it left me pretty cold if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if I were to do a a whole essay about like a complete spoiler review about bits that I really didn't like, and if I watch it again, I probably like, you know, I watched um Deadpool second time around. I remember at the cinema like loving it so much and then since i re-watched it i think that just happens when you re-watch movies yeah. like but like actually i think maybe i just really enjoyed the cinema experience of it oh, as no well. no no don't don't um, don't don't apologize for me you liking yeah, it me not liking it don't worry like, like if you liked plot. it you liked it tell me to fuck off hey <laughs> hey guess what i like venom too so not not Venom Two hasn't been released, but I liked Venom also. Okay, don't um, listen to don't listen hey, to last week. Guess week's what? Show, I liked Mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but I didn't like um, Marabone. That was that was a like horror film. Well, no. yeah, Pete, yeah, Pete yeah. loves Marabone. Pete's, Pete's been raving Secret about Marabone. Secret of Marabone. Yeah. Oh, another twist for yeah. us all in his head. Spoiler. I don't so, care. <laughs> so yeah, Halloween. So yeah, no, you I liked I, it a lot. I like. I did. I, I did. I did. But yeah, there were definitely some like really stupid bit i didn't like the podcast people the british podcast people who likes podcast people eh? who likes no. do who likes Posh anyone that british does podcasts po- yeah they were oh, shit hello. We, yeah uh, are we from the 70s or are we not we've got a podcast jolly good oh no i'm, I'm getting murdered off i mean in fairness here. right in fairness it's if if that is there that's a less egregious attempt to modernize it than in halloween resurrection where I'm sure Michael, if I remember it rightly, I've only seen it either tired or pissed. 
yeah. uh, where Hall- Michael Myers is somehow introduced into a reality TV house, like a Big Brother house, right. and starts killing people there. So it's a less egregious attempt to modernise it than in Halloween Resurrection. And it's definitely better than that film. I'll give it that Yeah, much. I think I just maybe they were killed off too early. And I kind of like when... There was no... Was there a scene where Michael Myers opens the boot to grab the mask? Sorry, again, spoilers, but I'm just sort of trying uh, to remember yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And then, like, but then the police didn't, like, there's no scene of them going through the boot and going, ah, oh, the, these people are, are making a podcast and the mask is gone. Oh, no. And then when the bus crashes, like, there's not, like, feds or anything. It's just like, oh, like, there was, there were no... um backup cars following well, I think the van in, in fairness I think hell. what actually what they do do that actually the, now we're talking about it that I think was, was kind of interesting is the fact there's some comment made uh, by one of the other kids that says oh well the thing is he only killed like five people with a knife what's yeah. that in this day and age yeah, that is I so quite true. like that thinking about it and that yeah. probably explains the like, lack of police response and almost is a response to the fact that you've got, say, if you look at the Friday the 13th series, I, I don't claim to know Jason's body count. No, or no. The body count of, of horror films since then and slasher films since then have just gone bigger, 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 like higher death count mm, and films have yeah, got, yeah. you know. And, so, and, so and, I, and I quite like the fact they, obviously, I mean, they're, I mean, they've taken a few liberties ignoring the whole Halloween story with the yeah, amount of people yeah. telling that. But I, I like that element of it where they're like, yeah, he's just, he's just yeah. the guy that stabbed people. What's Whatever. the big deal? Like, Whatever. and that kind of almost is a reflection on almost a comment, well, a comment on like terrorism and the amount yeah, of people that yeah, die and terrorist sure. and stuff like that. So sure. actually, come to think of it, and maybe that explains why there is, as you say, a minimal police presence when the bus crashes yeah. and that kind of thing. So that yeah. actually, yeah, well, I've, okay, I've come around to it, I've warmed to it, I've warmed to it a little bit more. Do you think that police chief was supposed to be played by Danny McBride, but they were like, dude, you're just too funny? You can't, you can't be this police chief because you're Maybe. just too hilarious. I'm feeling a lot of Danny McBride love here, to be honest. I'm feeling a lot of Danny McBride love. Danny McBride, if you ever hear this, I love you. You're my favourite. I hope he listens. I can't promise Danny oh McBride will listen, like, but if he does listen, that'd be. I, I. Don't maybe just maybe just constantly tweet apart him. from Pineapple Express sauce. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> but like, yeah, that movie, not so much. But um, yeah, East Van Dam's like one of the best TV shows ever and um uh i think it's called fit fist fit, ugh, i can never say that it's such a tongue twister um foot fist way foot fist way is great I yes enjoyed foot fist way, um yes. yeah he's and he's such a talented writer um and i'm really glad that he made that australia trailer <laughs> the trailer for australia and everyone thought it was going to be a real film yes which is also <laughs> awesome yeah no danny mcbride is so under he should be getting like so much more work. He's such an underrated actor. And Would you watch another Halloween film written by him? Or co-written by him? Yeah, I'd watch one question. with him as Michael Myers. With him as Michael Myers. Revealing him and go like... <laughs> as Kelly Powers. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, recommend then, would you say, overall? Back to, back to yeah, Halloween. do it. And do you know what? I think people ruin their own cinema experiences by reading reviews before going to see a I film. I completely agree. Do you agree. know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, oh, the review's are really bad. I don't yeah. think I'll go and watch it. It's like, why? Like, the reviews have been really bad for Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm a massive Queen fan. I'm still going to go and watch it. Yeah. How can I have an opinion on the movie if I haven't seen it? Yeah. You know? It's like when um, Ghost in the Shell got released way back when. I did a whole... I, I think I did a video clip about the Ghost in the Shell thing right. because I was so angry about it because everyone boycotted it because of the, the whitewashing stuff and Scarlett Johansson and what have you. Um, but go and watch it. Go Because actually, the plot of the film was actually very pro-Asian um, uh, culture and Japanese culture, and actually saying it, the whole message of it was that 
um, the Western world is kind of taking over traditional cultures. So that whole, it, it was actually very pro-Japan in that respect. But a lot of people, that movie lost so much money because loads of people just read, oh yeah, I can't be bothered with this. And you know, similar thing with Iron Fist. Oh, you know, well, now we haven't got Iron Fist. And Dan, that, that was whole of like Danny Rand's character. I'm going off on a rant now. Don't read What about news. Halloween? What, what's that, what, what about Halloween? Well, people, <laughs> what about Halloween? People should, like... <laughs> I think people stuck like I've talked to a few people about Halloween like I, I uh, said oh I went to see Halloween it was so good and they're like oh well I read that you know it's made loads of money but it's just a rehash of the original and oh it's really naff I'm not going to go and watch it I might catch it on stream I know sometime. I think yeah I think it's like no go and, like this yeah, is yeah make your own mind time. up for, for sure go and make your own mind up because yeah. I said like you liked it I didn't like what well, I didn't hate it I didn't love it but at the same time yeah. There's enough interesting about it as a film fan. There's definitely enough to recommend at least going to see it for sure. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And um, you know, the horror genre needs a lot of love. It's where a lot of um, uh, first-time direct- directors get their first break. It's where a lot of, I mean, you know, maybe you don't like this director specifically, but it's where a lot of people can actually afford oh, to get chances funded. For a break. <laughs> um, Pineapple Express. Oh, bloody hell, Pineapple <laughs> Express. But. You know, it's where, um, you know, a lot of um, first-time directors and writers and actors get their first break. So if people read a review, it's like, oh, two stars or whatever. It's like, well, of course, you know, Peter Bradshaw or some, you know, they're going to give... They might not like it, but they'll love something else. But make up your own decision about it, because Halloween is really... Yeah, make up your own mind and read the reviews afterwards. This is part of the reason, normally, we the reason, part of the reason we put this show out is when we do, is it's part of the reason is we don't get press access to films. Yeah, yeah. That's not, but the other reason, in, in all, all joking apart, is that actually we like to put out the show after the film's been out. Yeah. Uh, so people will hopefully listen to it and, yeah, and we we, we try not to spoil films. We yeah. failed once. I do remember spoiling Logan for my sister. Oh, no. Uh, but I would assume that everyone knew what was happening that. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, go and see it. So, yeah. but Halloween, anyway. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm and drifting it's a strong off. We're both drifting off topic cast, now. You know? It is a strong female and cast. There's a strong female message, especially in a genre that's not known for it. Yeah, um, completely. So, Wasn't yeah. it like the highest grossing... Highest um, grossing slasher film in opening weekend, I think, ever? Ever. And um, lead over, uh, female lead over 55, highest grossing. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I, I highly recommend it. And I think more g- girls, go and watch horror films, for goodness sake. It <laughs> go and do it. It's a great way to like cuddle up to your partner. And um, just because, like, I mean, I, I love horror films because I, I now I've got around to a point where, so like with Halloween, there's um, a scene where he smashes someone's head in with a boot. And I've kind of that got... That seems great. I'm yeah, and I've, I've got to a point now where I'm like, how did they do that? You know, because I, I love... Um, uh, David Cronenberg films like John Carpenter's like the thing oh my god um, love it and I, I love to, and Sam Raimi's film so I like love to analyse the practical effects and um, ha- uh, the Halloween cinematography there's like a couple of scenes where um, there's a scene where the, the, the kid who's not Foggy Nelson in Daredevil but looks a bit like him what's that actor called? Uh, yeah I thought he would look a bit like Foggy Nelson as well <laughs> yeah, to be fair yeah. that kid and he's like really drunk on the on, on the field and he's like sorry man I'll get off your yard and then Michael Myers is like just subtly in the background and it's just touches like that which um, if, if anything else if you don't like the writing if you don't if you think it's a rehash of the original like the cinematography is awesome 
there we go i've said a lot sorry right yeah i mean go go by all means it's it's certainly worth checking out i didn't love it i was a little bit disappointed but that doesn't mean everyone will be um and certainly if you have any interest in horror films definitely see halloween um talking of horror films we'll be back after this brief break with our top five contemporary horror films yes Right, so here we are with our top five contemporary horror films. As you may well be aware, contemporary on this show is two thousand, the year 2000 and later. Um, this, Grace, was a fucking difficult list to put together because yes. I get the impression we both watch a lot of horror films. And the more things I kind of nudged in, I was like, oh, I forgot about what about this? What about, what about this? What about this? What about this? So probably if you see me in six weeks' time and say, what are your top five contemporary horror films? You probably won't because no one will see me. Uh, it might have changed. Um, so we're going to go from five through to one. We're going to do what we want to do, which is you'll do a number five and I'll do a number five. And then if there's crossover, then that makes it easier and this goes a bit quicker. Cool. Uh, but what have you got at number five? Number five, I have got... Uh, Green Room by Jeremy Solnia. Oh, I love Green Room. Yes. Um, I uh, went to Cannes Film Festival in 2015 and I got to see a, a preview of this movie and I really enjoyed his film before that, Blue Ruin. And Green Room was just so awesome. It was it completely summed up what it's like. Blue Ruin was the film that we did. Uh, we did. We tested out whether we were going to do a podcast myself and Pete, really? and did and did like a forty minute chat on Blue Ruin, which Blue is the first Ruin. thing we ever put on air. Weirdly oh, enough, but anyway, Blue Green Room. Yeah. Sorry, I've digressed here. No problem. Yes, Green Room. Um, Green Room. Yeah, it completely um, encapsulated what it's like to be in an indie uh, band and turn up to a random venue and be like what am I doing here? Okay, this is really weird. I've been in that situation um, where I've played gigs. I'm like, this is a very odd uh, setting. Um, It was so good to see Patrick Stewart in a different kind of role. And um, the, the, it was very gruesome, really well acted. It had the wonderful uh, RIP Anton Yelkin. Um, that guy was so good. Yes. Um, it was a, a, a lost talent for sure. Yeah. And, um, and again, the cinematography and the colour and tone in that film was great. And I think it's, uh, a very underrated uh, film, let alone horror film, of the last five years or so. That's my five. That's your number five. Yes. Uh, my number five, oh, I'm still struggling now. I just keep writing arrows that link to arrows that link to arrows, and I don't oh, really know what I've got no. written in front of me. My handwriting's poor enough anyway. Uh, so okay. I'm going to go with, at number five, I'm going to go with Neil Marshall's The Descent from 2005. Bloody hell, that's my that's, that's my number four. Is that your number four? That's well, this makes this four. makes this next chat a bit easier because yeah. then we can we can segue into it. So yeah, Neil Marshall's Descent. I don't think I can I don't think I can name a more claustrophobic and effective horror film than mm. Descent from just how it's filmed. Um, is just incredible. If you watch the special features, um, for anyone who doesn't know, everyone knows the setup of the Descent, so I'm not going to go too far into it. Um, a group of ladies go caving and it all goes wrong because there's some nasty beasties living in the cave. Mm. Um, I think that's the plot done. Yeah, done pretty there. much. Uh, yeah, the way it was filmed is incredible. Um, they, they built artificial caves um, that just look great and they shot in artificial caves mm. um, and tried to shoot everything with as little light as possible to make it look like it, it was all shot by torchlight and I think it pretty much was. So it's beautifully shot. It looks very, very effective. Yeah. Um, and also we talk, we talked, we were talking about Halloween earlier, in fact, about how feminist Halloween is and the fact you've got a, a kick-ass bunch of women in yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Uh, hello, 2005. The Descent is knocking on the door. Yeah. An all-female cast. Yeah. 
Um, right. Yeah, which is for 2005, yeah, for, yeah. for any time, is is still in this day unheard of. A very, very progressive film from, yeah. a, from a male director as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a very strong female cast as well, yeah. um, I would say. I think there's there, there's no shrink, there's no real shrinking violets among them. Yeah. Um, they all, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I really, I really like the fact that it's an all-female cast. And it, it almost, we watched it, I think myself and Pete went, a couple of years ago, when a, a, a theatre in Cheltenham played it, and it still almost, it still sadly feels quite refreshing now. Yeah. Um, by the fact that you've got the you've got the all female cast, but yeah, it's just an incredibly effective claustrophobic horror film that is great. Anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I descent? was um, I uh, watched Bone Tomahawk uh, a couple of months ago, oh. and that had a uh, a simple. <laughs> That's it had, got some scenes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it had that tie-in where you know it's um, the legend of uh native american cannibals living yeah. i mean in bone tomahawk living more external caves yeah. and then the descent more internal and more monster like and i just i was i was watching bone tomahawk thinking oh but the descent's so much better at doing this though yeah <laughs> you know i was just like that i really hope they don't remake that movie because um i mean forget descent too but yeah no the, the descent is like all the right levels of gruesome and yeah claustrophobia and uh um and the history of it as well like i i love a i love a film where it's based on like real folklore i don't like made up stuff sometimes in that way i like reading about it going oh it was based on this like this person had this idea from this thing and then it, that's what happened and that, that was cool yeah yeah very cool film so that's the descent number five and that was your number four that was my number four so can i bounce back in with my number four yeah yeah okay so my number four is pastel pascal lurier I've ruined his name there. I make no apologies. I'm not very good at names. Never have been. Uh, and this is Martyrs from 2008. Um, I remember when Martyrs was, was thrown at me by... I was working. Where was I working? I was working in an office somewhere at the time. And uh, I was talking about films. I was like, oh, I'm quite into films. Blah, blah, blah. As you do. Yeah. And someone who, to be fair, I had no idea was had any passing interest in movies. And in fairness, didn't, by his own admission, probably didn't even watch that many films. But he, was, he literally came up to me and he was like... Fucking hell, mate! Watched this film last night. It's fucking savage. I was like, "What? What was that called?" It was like Martyrs. It was like it's mental. So I was just like, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, okay. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what what Martyrs has yeah, to yeah, offer." Yeah. Um, I put Martyrs on, and I had to have a break. And I don't think I've ever had to have a break in a horror film ever before or ever since. Um, it is. Uh, it's a French film that came off the back of kind of high tension um, and high tension and high tension and those series of films. Mm. I've forgotten the names of all the other ones now um, and them and those kind of things. So there was that kind of resurgence of French horror cinema a few mm. years ago. Mm. Um, yeah, and Martyrs is it's it's not an easy watch by any stretch, and it is it is frankly brutal in places. It's it's incredibly gory, um, but it's not just the gore. There's I'd say there's a good, I say a good scene. Um, there's a prolonged scene of just sort of two, two massive guys just beating a woman, uh, like that's chained up, and yeah. it, it's 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 not an easy watch. And you'd think actually this is kind of this, is, and it, it gets, gets progressively gorier. And there's, there's a scene at the end that I won't spoil that is particularly shocking. Um, and then you think, okay, well, this is all fine and dandy, which is, I keep using this term on the podcast, which you refer to Martin. It's a fine <laughs> yeah, and dandy film, isn't it? Fine and dandy. Um, yeah, and then it kind of, and then it gets to the end, and then you get the kind of the big reveal about what's going on, and you're just like, 
oh shit, that was really good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So something drops at the end and you realise, and that they, they explain kind of what's going on and you're like, wow, that's actually quite quite good. I like what you've done there. But, but up to that point, I mean, if you want, and again, it is not for everyone by mm. a long stretch mm. because if you, yeah, if you think certain films are extreme, um, then this... I mean, yeah, you're not looking at like Tokyo Gore Police Extreme or anything like that, but that's yeah. that's extreme to the point it's funny. There is nothing funny about martyrs yeah. in the slightest. Okay. There's nothing funny about the gore. There's nothing funny about the violence towards women. Mm. It's not meant to be taken lightly. No. It's not meant as tongue-in-cheek exploitation. It is a dark, dark, dark yeah. film. But it's an incredibly effective horror film. One yeah. of the most effective horror films I've seen. And I have to say, it was I had to take a break from it, and I've never... Mm had to take a break watching a horror film before. So mm. yeah, if you haven't checked out Martyrs, I won't I won't give away the twist. Um not the 20, 2015. There's a there's a remake. Don't bother of with that. Of course there is. Yeah, don't bother with it. Well, I haven't seen the remake in fairness. It might be okay. Mm. Um I'm not 100% adverse to remakes as, as people are aware, but I would certainly don't check that out first. Check out the okay. original Martyrs first from 2008. So that was my number 4. What is your number 3, Grace? <laughs> Number three is Hereditary, which oh. I wasn't necessarily. I, I, it got in there. Um, I, I didn't want to put it in because I thought, oh, that's a bit too recent. Um, but yeah, that was that was a film. That was that was a film that I watched in the cinema and felt a, a bit like I regretted buying popcorn. For <laughs> it. It's not a popcorn film. Um, and it was you know hearts back to the glory days of 70s horror movie it was quite suspiria-esque and rosemary's berry rosemary's berry (laughs) that's a film rosemary's berry (laughs) wow Um, rosemary's baby um sort of thing and um tony collette was friggin awesome and the whole cast was amazing and it was creepy and the um use of miniatures um in a horror film um, I don't think I've enjoyed that so much since um, they just use it in Beetlejuice juice just as a, a, a landscape thing. Um, but I really love those um, scenes where they um, pulled out from the rooms and then and then it changed into the actual rooms in the house. That was all amazing, and the the it was so gruesome and so impactful. And um, yeah, I don't know why I want to watch it again so quickly because it was so gruesome. Yeah, I think, well, weirdly enough, uh, coming in at... Are we on number three now? We're on number three, aren't we? Yeah. Coming in at number three for me, Grace, believe it or not, Hereditary. Holy moly. Possibly may end up higher, but I've only seen it once, which is why I, I haven't Which is why I haven't pumped it up the list. Yeah. Uh, it's there. I've got it there to watch. Oh, have you? Uh, yes. Uh, and I haven't watched it a second time yet, so I, I'm excited to watch it a second time. But yeah, I, I echo what, you, what you've said. I think, yeah. you know, um, it's, it's... I think... Where we are with horror now, I think, is an incredible place to be. I think if you look at anything in my top three, they're all about atmosphere over and above jump scares, which is what I was referring to in the Halloween review. And I think why Halloween, I didn't find Halloween in the least bit scary is because just a run and said, oh, it didn't make you jump there, you see. So that's about as effective as Halloween was for me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just think it's atmospheric. It's creepy as fuck. And Mm. it just really makes you... I think for me, like horror, just really makes fucks with your head, mm. makes you question what you're watching on the screen. Is it real? Is it not? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hereditary, 
Whew. Yeah. Does Reddit should do that. And that scene in the middle of the film. Yeah, 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 completely. We all know the scene. You've all heard about the scene. Yeah, we won't yeah. spoil it here. Yeah. Everyone knows about the yeah. scene. Um, yeah, it's as effective as, as people say. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think what stuff. makes an impactful horror film for me, because I've seen so much, is when um, I can't guess the twist. Yeah. And when I do, I don't think it's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, like that's my fair. bar yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Hereditary, yeah, one certainly one of the best films of this year. Um, and certainly, I would say it will probably be the best horror film of the year. Not too far. Uh, Apostle won't be too far behind it for no. me, though, I have to say. I do like Apostle a lot. But... I think Hereditary should be Oscar non, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. You know, um, I think if Get Out could get Oscar Oscar nons, then Hereditary... It's a, it's a much more effective horror film than Get Out is. Yeah. Although I would argue that a lot of Get Out is actually black comedy, but... No, I think it's no Black pun, Mirror. No pun, no pun intended, but yeah. I think it's... <laughs> yeah. You know, when I watched Get Out, I was just like, this is good, but this is a Black Mirror episode. I can see it being a Key and Peele sketch, though. Yeah. I can see the whole thing might have been written as a, as yeah. a silly Key and Peele sketch. But yeah, anyway. But uh, much to a lot of um, yeah film critics' um, favourite contemporary movies, Get Out isn't in my in my list it's an important film more than it is a yes. good more than it's a good film it's yeah. not a great film and it's an important film more than it is a great film uh, and jordan peele will make better i'm sure of that yes um anyway so that was hereditary that was both our number three so yeah. that brings us on to your number two which is thirst by chan wook park oh nice good choice yeah good choice i love that film so much it's so beautifully shot it's such a good concept and um that's all i I, it's about um a how can i sum it up really it's about a vampire yeah it's about (laughs) a vicar 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 gets a disease comes back to comes back home meets a vampire they fall in love and it's but it's not just that but yeah it's it's a friggin amazing film i really hope they don't remake it don't well, I don't know. I don't think. I really hope. Yeah, um, I hope my, they don't because it's very good. Yeah, my my um my thesis I wrote about Japanese horror film was about um Japanese horror films, um the representation of women and how they differ from their American remakes. And the more I did more research, like a lot, like so. Isn't many... Thirst Korean though? Yeah, um, and so <laughs> many, so many um, Japanese Japanese and Korean yeah. horror films get. That's um, me being pedantic and just telling. No, me no, no, no. Not at all. Um, but yeah, they they just get remade and they just get changed so much. Yeah, it, take, you know, yeah, it takes it, the it completely off of it. takes away. Yeah. So yeah, please don't, please don't remake that movie. I love that movie. Thanks. I love Thirst as well. If you haven't seen, it's not made this list, but if you haven't seen Thirst, then I urge you to check it out. I want to watch it again. I haven't seen it for ages. You maybe want to watch Thirst again now. Yeah, so. do it. I mean that um that and um Old Boy are two Old Boy's awesome incredible. movies. Right, which brings me to my number two, which is 2015's The Witch, directed by Robert Eggers. Really interesting. Is that on your list at all? No, no but okay. I just said Yeah, I just think The Witch for me is just we've talked about atmosphere and I'll talk about atmosphere again in, in my number one pick. But yeah, it's just it's like do you remember? Did you ever watch the series Peep Show? Remember the no. Series Pe- okay, you've never seen Sorry. the series Peep Show. I've so seen, I have seen episodes. There is but it wasn't there's like... an episode of Peep Show where, uh, and I digress here, listeners, but it is relevant. There's an episode of Peep Show where they're all in a music studio, and the character Superhands um, is brought in to help record some form of music. I've forgotten which, and he basically he he just presses one finger down on the keyboard and holds the finger down on the keyboard and like, "What are you doing, Superhands?" And he was like, "It's just an impending sense of dread." Mm. Uh, 
And if ever a film has an impending sense of dread, mm. it's Robert Eggers the Witch. Yeah. It's just grim throughout. It and again, grim. I think what's again, it's not that makes you jump, that's not what makes it scary, it's just grim. Yeah. And you you really, really, really are dragged into the characters. You are dragged in with the characters and you are left with absolutely no sense of hope as to what's going on in this film. Yeah. Like, and it just I just feel for me it's one of the most effective horror films I've seen it in terms of dragging you into what the characters feel and how the characters yeah. are feeling in the way that it's shot is just bleak. Yes. It's just bleak. There's, yeah. Yeah. It's not again. There's yeah. It's just. It's just sad. <laughs> yeah, I I liked it. Good goat action. A lot of good goat action yeah, in that black movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Phillip. Um, I've got a Black Phillip t-shirt and a Black Phillip Funko Pop. Believe it or not, there you? is such a thing as a Black Phillip Funko Pop. Oh, Funko Pop, want... which I loved. But oh, yes, that I just exists. Want, like, a, a pygmy goat. <laughs> Yeah, just my own. But not that goat, not Black not, Phillip. No, I don't know. He might be good company. Who knows? Uh, he might be. He might be. But yeah, um, so. yeah. No, I, I did like that movie. I think it was a bit too like oh bag gum. I'm talking in northern, <laughs> oldie northern, which I maybe when I watched it first time around, I wasn't totally prepared for. Um, and I think maybe again with the end of that movie, I think I was expecting a bit more, but. But I think maybe if I watch it again, which I probably should, um, I'll probably enjoy it more maybe second time around, just because I was completely thrown with the language. <laughs> which I shouldn't be, because I watch foreign cinema and yeah. world cinema, and um, I you know, I, I speak basic French and Japanese anyway, so I shouldn't have been, like, right. just normal Look English. Language, language yeah. drop in there. You know, yeah. I'm just saying that, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, really tense. Like, I couldn't keep up with the yeah. old language, I got, but I, you, I yeah, think, yeah. yeah, it just, um, I couldn't keep up with it at times. Just, just to know what was going on, you know. Maybe they should do what they did in um, doing America with these senders, where they put like the, yeah. the American subtitles. Yeah, American subtitles over the top of it for sure. <laughs> but you know, for it was sure. awesome, and that actress was really great. She's going to be in the um, uh, not New Mutants. What's it called? The, the... yeah, New Glass. Mutants. No, with um, where the X Men spin off, where they're with um. Uh, Maisie Williams, where they're all I in. Think the, of Anya the... Taylor Joy or the other girl. Oh, the other girl from it, Anya Taylor Joy, and the girl that was also in. In. And the guy who was in Strange Things as well. Yeah. Yeah, in films, the mutants. In film. other films, yeah. Yes, that she's yeah. going to be in that. There that you go. There's from a plug. Those films. She was in Marabone. Yes, she was. She was film, in Marabone. Yeah, yes, she was all right in that. Yes, so yes. the lady from Marabone, well done. Uh, yeah. As I rapidly search for She's... her name, uh, which brings you on. I think possibly is this your number one now? Number is this one. your number one contemporary yeah, horror film? I think so, but it will change it'll next change. week. Um, but no, yeah, this film was really important to me when I saw it. Mia Goth. Is the actress Mia just God, before you get into number was. one? Yes, Mia. Mia well God. Done. Yeah, she's going places for Good sure. Good work. Yeah. Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> thanks, thanks, IMDb. Yeah. Um, yeah number no. one, right? What have you got? Excitement. Uh, okay. This You're is not sure, are you? It's wreck. It's wreck. It's wreck. Spanish. Spanish. Oh, Spanish. Uh, how is Spanish. that? See, this Fernandes. is what I mean. And now I've got arrows, and I'm writing wreck right. and giant letters. Like, how did I miss wreck? Oh. I'm glad you've got it because it hasn't made my list. Yeah. But it's awesome. Yeah. I think I was saying to you earlier about, like, the, the if we go, like, 2000 onwards, it's kind of like the birth of found footage movie. And I think yeah. Wreck, like, I don't like Blair Witch Projects at all. Uh, but uh, Wreck was just like, oh, this is found footage done so well. Yes. And, like, so such a believable concept. Like, if you just put that on and it was, like, the news, as, as of Spanish news or something, I would have been like, and then it's like, 
oh my god, this is so good and and terrifying and the twist was good and it, it all was just played out like I, I, I at points I didn't even notice if, if there was any cuts or anything. Was there? Were there any cuts or was it just like one shot? I don't even know. Oh bloody hell, that film's good. I love that movie. It is great. It is so great. Much. Yeah, it's... and it goes, but the at the end it just goes batshit, and you're just like, Ugh! and it's so scary. <laughs> yes, and like um, uh, Spain puts out some such good horror movies. They're like so yeah um spanish cinema that is so underrated people should explain what do you think of the rest of the re- what about the rest of the rec films as you stand on those i thought, I thought rec 2 was decent they're, I thought they're, they're good yeah. they're fine the remake's rubbish but the, quarantine yeah. wasn't it is it we've got yeah, yeah quarantine for goodness sake. i don't i don't like the rec film so much where it's at the wedding that uh, rec four yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know the Very one necessary. yeah rec two's okay but yeah rec was just really important yeah. just for Yes, I agree with you, Lorry Driver. Yeah, that Lorry Driver is very excited about Rec. And I think I we were just do. discussing about, oh, this microphone and Jack's editing definitely manages to cut out all sorts of background noise, but not that Rec fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, I think that film um, heavily influenced and redefined fan footage uh, genre. And um, yeah, brilliant. That's my number one, I good. think. That might change, but it's a it good might change. It's a good, good female lead as well. Let's just do that. So, at number one for me, yeah, I've got David Robert Mitchell's It Follows from 2014. Have you? Yes. Okay. Because no film has shit me up in the cinema the way that It Follows did. Really? Yeah, I just didn't quite have the same impact when I watched it a second time at home, I have to say. But in the cinema, it just terrified me. Really? And again, it's all about atmosphere. I love the fact it kind of, it just takes like quite a, it's... Yeah, it, it really plays around with genre conventions. You've got something following people that isn't that's not unheard of. That's not necessarily particularly original. What is following people? Is it is it the shadow of sexual activity from from teenage sexual activity? Is that what happens? Is something following you on that basis? But I love the fact it just played around with the convention. So there's certain scenes where. The scene in the school where she looks around, this old lady's just walking, and you're mm. like, "They've made that scary." There's just an old lady walking mm. towards you. There's never any, there's never any rush in in it follows in like a lot. I suppose in in fairness, it's not too dissimilar to the way that Michael Myers would walk, would always yeah. walk, or Jason would always walk towards yeah. you, that kind of thing. But it's just the way there's this, just this, just pervading presence that there's nothing you can do about, and yeah. there's nothing you can get rid of. Yeah. Um, and I just yeah, I just think the way the way it played around with the with the with those the horror conventions is mm. great. And it's a director I don't think had really made horror before. Right. Um and turned and yeah, I just yeah, but just remarkably remarkably made film and genuinely had me on my edge of the seat for the entirety of the, the cinema view and I was I was scared. Yeah. I have to say, and it's rare when you watch a lot of lot of horror films to actually be scared um of a horror film and it follows scared me, with without a doubt. It it yes. terrified me. I did like it. I think the only thing that kind of threw me, which made me not like it as much as I maybe should have, was the setting. Because there's that they, they've got like those weird phone mirror things, and I was like, well, what? What is? I mean, is this a world of its own, or are mm. we like what timeline is this? And I didn't think it. I I was interested in that, but I didn't necessarily think it was a necessary element right. to because it was such a good premise yeah. anyway. Maybe that's why it didn't make my list yeah and i think for me as well the fact it it it, it, i'm doing bunny ears listeners could be anyone at any point 
Yeah. Right, and that yeah. that was that was a nice that was a novel concept. So like just venom. as you think, you're, yeah, like venom. Yeah, it follows <laughs> fucking like venom. I'm just throw my book on the floor. Uh, don't please don't listen to our venom episode. Um, you won't like it. Um, venom. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, it follows. Yeah, yeah, my number one horror film since since the yeah. year two thousand. I think it's an incredible piece of filmmaking. Um, yeah, and I absolutely love it. And yeah, as I said, it's one of the only films that's genuinely scared me. That and Hereditary, I think, probably really. And that episode really? for you, Twin Peaks. Yes. <laughs> I think I was just I was just overjoyed that I was just overjoyed that they'd allowed Lynch to be so Lynch on television, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yeah. on that episode of Twin Peaks. Completely. But yes, um that wraps up our top five contemporary horror films. We'll, I have got an honourable mention. You've got honourable mentions. I know okay. um my um my great friends Luke will be listening to this, so I've gotta give an honourable mention to Knock Knock. <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> the have Eli Roth that? movie. Because it's one of the. I have like, seen Knock Knock. Oh it's not Knock Knock Knock's the one. Yeah, I really like Knock Knock. That's the way the two I women turn to... up on the doorstep, yes. and Keanu Reeves delivers the best performance of his career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just need to give yeah. that. Like it's it's um it's. More I quite enjoyed Knock Knock. I have to say, I just need to give it a, a, an honourable mention because I could quote it on a weekly basis. So otherwise, Monster would be sad. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. There. Yeah. Good. Right. Sorry um, for stopping the goodbye. <laughs> No, that's fine. Well, we're not quite on goodbye yet. So, what did you? So, we'll have a quick break, and then of course we're, we're not talk on goodbye. About, we're going to talk Thank about goodness. Jason Bloom, I think. Jason Bloom, yes. what you doing? Yeah. Right before that break, you heard uh, Grace start, start singing a little song called "Jason Bloom, What You Doing." Is there any more lyrics to it, or uh, Jason Bloom? What you're doing, started your career because of Steve Martin. You've made loads of great movies, but some of them are pretty rubbish. What you're doing. <laughs> that was good. Right, that's the end of the show. No, why have we, um, why have we sung a Jason Bloom I just did song? that on the spot. Did you you know, say, that I was good, to be I, fair. I, mean, I put you on the spot there. You I could d- have just said, no, I don't have a Jason Bloom song, but you did one, so I'm impressed. I mean, there are hits, you know. Bohemian Rhapsody's yeah. come out this week. You know, um, Prince wrote Purple Rain. There are hits, but Jason Bloom, what are you doing, I think? Yeah, what are you doing, Jason? So what has Jason Bloom been doing, Grace? Um, yeah, so he uh, uh, put out this interview on, um, uh, I want to say it's called Paragon, the website, but maybe it's Polygon. It's Polygon. Polygon, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Polygon, um, yeah. And um, saying basically that there's not a lot of uh, female horror directors out there who want to make horror and he's really sad about it and i know since then he's uh made a statement about how there's lots of women in his team specifically and how he was a bit controversial but um is is this true because i know a lot of women who love horror and love making horror films and i just want to like, well, put it out there like no there's a lot of us talking of honourable mentions us, yeah. yeah talking of honourable mentions I don't know what just happened there the lid fell off my pen uh, talking of honourable mentions Jennifer Kent made The Babadook yeah. that nearly made my top five oh, okay. that's, a, that's a reasonable horror film there Jason yeah, Bloom she might be interested um, Anna 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 Lillipore who made um, that's not her oh, name girl by the way. who walks home girl who walks home night. alone at yeah, night that's a fucking good horror it film is a good Jason film. Bloom I didn't like um, the um, the follow up Bad um, Batch yeah Bad Batch was um, no. not not the it's not the best. But no. Good on you. Um, who else have we got? Female horror directors wise here, or just female directors in general? It doesn't mean that you know. Yeah. There's there's quite a few. You know, 
Catherine Bigelow, she's a director that might well made Near Dark. There you go, Jason yeah, Bloom. That's yeah. a, that's a fairly reasonable, yeah. fairly reasonable horror film there for you, you there, go. Jason Bloom. So, but you um, know, there's a lot, there's a lot of us out there, and it's difficult enough for and Grace um, Williams, obviously. and Grace Williams, yeah, Grace Williams, obviously. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but there's um there's a lot of um indie um horror film directors um out there, let alone female film directors, who would love the chance to have a Jason Bloom. Um, production. I mean, uh, the whole reason he's so successful is because he produced Paranormal Activity, which cost like 15 grand to make, and then it made a gazillion dollars. Um, and um, I think if he op- put out put out an advert, say he was like, I'm looking for female directors to to direct my horror movies, he'd, he'd be surprised about how many of us want to do it, because... Um, you know, it's not just a man's game. For goodness, we've all got sick minds. You know, we've all got stories to tell. Let's just let's just get on with it. Give us a chance. Do you know what you've just reminded me of? What's that? Uh, I left a film out of my top five oh, no. contemporary horror films that have been made since the year two thousand. What's that? American Mary, directed by the Bloody Soska hell. sisters. So there you go, Jason Bloom. The Soska sisters made an incredible film starring Catherine Isabel uh, called American Mary. That that actually it's good in it. I noted down earlier about how there's a film called Taxidermia, which I had to break from and I couldn't finish that movie. Right. But American Mary, I had to take a break on that as well. And that that girl's in Ginger Snaps as well. She isn't is from she? Ginger yeah. Snaps, yes. Catherine Isabel. But yeah, so there's another. Uh, we've got Julian Dakar now, who directed Raw. That's quite good. Jason Bloom, I don't know if you've yeah, seen that. Yeah, Jason Bloom. Um, uh, Karen, Kusumara, Ka- Karen Kusumo directed Girl Fight and Jennifer's Body. I don't know if you've seen either of yes, those. Yes, Jennifer's Body. Uh, Jennifer's Brilliant. Jennifer's Body was good what fun. What are you doing, Jason? Uh, well, basically, just watch the just watch XX, which is uh, three films by female directors, which yeah. is quite good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Anna Lily Amapor. I apologise for butchering her name, but no, I do no. love her films. Um, yeah, and like, you know, and also just maybe just talk to some female directors and see if they want to make a horror film. Yeah. Um, rather than just running your mouth like a tit and just basic. I'd say probably two out of ten of your films you produce are actually any good. Yeah. So maybe you're not the talented one in the films that you make, we, Jason. We don't Bill. all have a famous family <laughs> friend who can produce our short films. <coughs> Steve Martin, you know. Yeah, take that, Jason Blue. I mean, if he was listening, he's probably turned off now. No, uh, he may not uh, have done. He might like the banter. He might like the banter, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure he listens, to be honest. No, I, I, if he does listen, he hasn't written in. Hey, listen, um, Bloomhouse. I, I, I love a lot of Bloomhouse productions, and I think Jason, what Jason Bloom has done for um, indie horror makers and, and filmmakers in general is amazing. And the fact that he's... like, I mean, he produced Halloween, right? So it was a Bloomhouse production. Yeah. So... The fact that he's it's gone not really from... a financial risk for him, though. Right? To be honest. It's not like it's not like he's no. gambled. It's not like he's gambled on an unknown no. franchise. But you know, he's gone from paranormal activity to that, and it's incredible how far he's come okay. in. Such let's a... just see what he's made in between, shall we? So we've got. Tru- It'll be a long Truth show. Or, Truth or Dare. Yeah. Truth or Dare. That was good, wasn't it? What else did Bloomhouse joints have we had? Have I seen Truth or Dare? Bloomhouse horror movies. Bloomhouse Productions horror movies. So. Not not. Uh, he did do Get Out. In fairness, he did produce Get Out, but uh, the Purge series. Yeah, brilliant. Sinister. <laughs> Happy Death Day. That was alright. Uh, Unfriended. Alright. Uh, more Purge films. Uh, yeah. Ouija. Ouija. What? Ouija ball. Ouija, whatever. Okay, Oculus. Yeah. That was yeah. alright. Oh, yeah, actually, oh, he did no. do Creep. Actually, have you seen Creep? On Netflix with um, um, 
everyone's favourite mumblecore man who have completely forgotten the name what, of What, Mark Duplass? Yeah. I thought I was thinking of the Sean Harris one set on the... Um, no, this one's much better than that. The Check out the found footage. No, I have one, s- I've seen Creep 1 and 2. Yeah, I love them. They're good. I didn't realise that was Bloomhouse. Peach, fu- Peach Fuzz. Yeah. The Wolf. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In fact, um, I really Okay, I'll, I'll take it back. He has done some... So he did the Talent Dreaded Sundown remake. That was all right. Martyrs remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bloomhouse. Jason Bloomy, not that bad. You're but seriously, bad. sort your attitudes of warming out because yeah. towards women. And make ridiculous. spawn good, please. Yes, please For make goodness spawn sake. good. Yes. You know, and don't. I mean, yeah. Do it. <laughs> and also, yeah, if you are listening, Jason Bloom, if you're still listening to this, give give Grace a call because she's willing to make a horror film. She'll take yes. your money. Yeah. She'll yeah. take your money and make something with it. I, I will. I've got loads of ideas. In fact, um, you know, we want to. Um, if you watch my film Easy Meets. Um, easy meat spelled with a Z, spelled with a Z, and it's on my YouTube channel. Um, I think um, the lead um, chap um, in that would make would have a really good feature um, after the short. I think you could turn that into a feature film. Okay. Um, that would be a lot of people have said that. Maybe <laughs> differently. Um, but um, actually, that the um, Easy Meats is uh, currently being developed as a comic. Potentially drop that bit of news there. Nice. Ooh. That's very, that's Ooh. very exciting. So, you know, there's, um, yeah, adaptations. But yeah, I would love to direct a film for Bloomhouse. Hire me, thanks. Yes. <laughs> I'd quite like to direct a film for Bloomhouse as well, but yeah, I'm not a woman, so. Do it. Uh, no, it's all right. You and can I've, be not on direct, my team. I've not directed a film, so you're probably more, you're yeah, definitely more qualified than me, Grace. Team. So, yes. Let's just get, let's get a load of us, knock on his door and be let's like, Let's do it. Hey, and mom. if you want to produce a podcast, Jason Bloom, yeah. um, then I've probably screwed, <laughs> screwed that up. So, yes. <laughs> Right, before I drop myself in anymore, I think we're pretty much at the end of the show. Um, yeah. So, Grace, okay. thank you very much. I can actually much. say goodbye now. Thank Sorry. you very much for, for joining us and stepping right. into Pete's shoes. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Um, Grace, if you remind people before I give our social media sign off, so where, where can people find? So, it's Grizz, Grizzle. The Grizzle Fizzle. The Grizzle on Fizzle. YouTube, yep. um, on Vimeo forward slash Grace Williams. Um, you can find me. So you've gone professional with me then. <laughs> yeah, you can um, look on my website, which is giwilliams.com, um, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, usually at the Grizzle Fizzle or at Grizzle Fizzle, um, and yeah, I uh, do a few film reviews on my Instagram, um, and yes check it out cool well we'll share all the details on the info page of this week's show uh yeah. in the meantime listeners you probably know where you can find us you can find us at strangers cinema on twitter uh strangers cinema on facebook drop us an email that we never look at or respond to on strangers cinema at gmail.com and we will be back next week